and welcome to a new episode of Digital Coffee. And I'm your host, Brett Dyster. If you could please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting apps or app, it would really help. Just check for the Digital Coffee Gaming Brew because it's the Gaming Brew version. And subscribe and leave a five-star review. But anyways, what are we talking about? This week is going to be Sons of the Forest updates, NVIDIA's hotfix that, well would help your high CPU usage discord getting to AI because that's what gamers really want to see in discord. Robocop rogue city obsidian apologizing for the outer world's space choice edition performance issues returnals March 9th update to reduce a bunch of things. And then my main thing about how smart are ruining overwatch two and how it actually ruined overwatch one, but no one really cared. But now we're starting to care in overwatch two, but anyways, let's get on with the show. Hmm. That's good. All right, moving on to the Sons of the Forest. It has a big update with making enemies more threatening and adds a few things. It adds binoculars, hang gliders, defensive walls. Also adds a mid-game boss fight into Food Bunker. Also has new headshots for death animations, variations added for cannibals. Balance, it also adds regular puffies to drinking hall, increases health on creeps depending on amount of multiplayer players active boost seat rest amount from 0.3 to 0.7 have shotgun damage well that's unfortunate adjusted some players melee events and ranges for better ai responsiveness fixed opening a cave in late game having too many enemies well that's unfortunate kelvin catch fish order will end after a time so you just can't do it forever there's a bunch of other fixes and everything else updated dlssd ll to version 3.1.1 that's always good to know and there's a bunch of fixes and everything else but also kelvin will not actually chop down your fort because they're actually diminishing some of his tree chopping abilities because well he would just chop down your fort because it's wood too and so he'd be like on a hack spree so that's a good thing now i actually haven't played this game yet but i am this is on my list to actually play because there's been a bunch of games releasing this month, but this one is very interesting in general. And I've seen a lot of videos and it looks really fun too. All right, moving on to NVIDIA and their GeoForce 531.26 hotfix fixes NVIDIA container high CPU usage. Yes, apparently. Oh man. Apparently with the previous update, what it did was that it had a higher CPU usage from NVIDIA container might observe after exiting a game. So it took longer to actually exit the game and it had a higher usage on that, which never is great when you're actually exiting a game because it's like, why is my CPU so high? Well, it was NVIDIA's fault. Thanks NVIDIA for that. I mean, I've even been seeing some issues playing games where I get like this like really weird like it stops and stutters through for a second and then it's fine for a while. Very weird issues going on with that one, but th there's always been weird issues with NVIDIA. Sometimes their drivers just make things worse. 
than it actually is. And they have to go fix it, hot fix it again, because that's always fun to do. Yeah. Well, at least they fixed this one. Hopefully. All right, moving on to Discord. And Discord is getting into the AI business because that's where we all want AI to be is in our Discord. Because, yay. I mean, there's a lot of problems with AI right now. A lot of times, especially in the art-specific realm of AI, they actually just take and don't even credit the actual creator of the art and just kind of like make it their own. But the problem is, is that it's not really their own. They're just taking other art and kind of like manipulating it into their own type of new art in a way. But I mean, there's also, as always, privacy threats. There's also rife with just a lot of factual errors within it. Also, chat GPT is just really just specifically politically biased against conservatives. I've seen a, too many of them where it actually does have a very left leaning specific bias towards it. And so that's another issue with it. And plus I'm on discord, not to chat with AI with friends. I'm just to chat with friends. I don't need the AI. This is just kind of a weird push for AI. Look, AI is new. Look, it's fun sometimes, but the newness of the sheen of jet of chat GPT is going to wear off because people are going to be like, eh, it's all right, but it's, it's not great. But I'm not, I, I don't want it. I don't care to have it. But the thing is, is it's an opt out instead of an opt in. So you're going to be part of it anyways, which I always hate that. It's like, just give me an opt in option, not an opt out option. Cause I have to go find the menu that actually allows me to opt out. And it takes time away from me instead of just saying, Hey, you want to opt into this? Be like, no, I don't leave me alone with your new, weird new stuff. But here we are. I mean, AI is still AI. It's, it's basically just a giant calculator anyways. You're just calculating ways to manipulate to make it into sentences. It's not really truly conscious or has a mind. It's just computer algorithms. It's just really, really efficient computer algorithms that make it sound human-like. It's not really human-like, but here we are. More and more companies are going to try to push this, and then we're just going to be like, we don't want it in everything. We just want it in some things. We want to try it out and then see if we actually like it. But trying it out means that I want to accept it, not that you accept it for me. And then I have to figure out how to get out of it. But here we are. All right, moving on to RoboCop Rogue City. Yes, the aforementioned Namcon new game that is RoboCop is going to be coming out in September. So be prepared for that. It does look actually good. I saw the latest trailer. It does look fun. It does look like you actually will be RoboCop. I don't know how the health system is going to work because usually you're yourself as a robot and you basically have are bulletproof to a certain extent. And so it'll be interesting to see how they balance that part out because, like I said, RoboCop is mostly that. Also kind of just seeing like how they bring the vibe back of kind of the late 80s, early 90s RoboCops with kind of the lines and everything and like the targeting of everything and seeing like how they're going to actually make you feel like your role cop through the game is going to be very interesting. I'm actually really excited to see where this actually goes. And this will probably be one of my, hopefully a great game to actually play and go through as RoboCop. And it looks great. It looks like it's in one of the latest unreal engines. 
So it should actually be really, really pleasing to the eye, but it will actually be fun to play is actually the biggest thing. I've, I saw some of the footage where you can actually grab a guy and throw him as in Robocop fa fashion. You can also use enemy weapons or your traditional handgun. That's basically almost automatic or at least some it's automatic to a certain extent or a burst of three. I mean, almost every gun is semi-automatic to a certain extent, but it should be interesting to see how well this will play out and what they're actually going to be doing with this and how they're going to deal with, like I said before, the health issue of how they're going to make you feel mostly bulletproof, but not so much that you run through the, the levels like you're invincible. So it should be interesting. All right, moving on to Obsidian and the Outer Worlds Spacer Edition performance issues so it looks like there's a lot of performance issues with the pc and next gen console and the obsidian is saying hey look contact private division and they will hopefully get it all sorted out but the spacers choice edition looks like it does have a lot of issues when in regards to frame rates and that is probably the biggest issue because Gamers, we don't like our frame rate issues. You you tank our frame rate issues. We are mad. We do not like this. Stop it. We want to play our game and not have terrible issues like this. So I completely understand that part about it, but hopefully they'll get it all sorted out. So you won't have terrible frame rate issues, but there is an apology from the developer, but it looks like the developer isn't really working on it since Obsidian was acquired by Microsoft and they are part of the Microsoft team. So I'm pretty sure if there's another Outer Worlds game that will probably be under the Microsoft branded Xbox Studio label if they can make another one. If not, then, well, they won't. But I mean, the Outer Worlds was basically like a precursor to Starfield that we were waiting for, but more, I guess, Fallout type-ish in some ways or not. It was a very interesting game. It was a fun game too, but it was a very interesting game all in all, but I hope they get all that stuff sorted out. All right, Returnal's March 9th update aims to reduce stutter in full patch notes. So it looks like there is multiple optimization improvements to reduce sh stuttering on CPUs with fewer than eight cores. Oh man, updated P PSO system to reduce stuttering with ray tracing is enabled. Ooh. Fixed crash that occurred when finding or using translocators. Well, that's not fun. Fixed crash that occurred during various combat or high particle effect situations. Enabled Intel's XESS screen scaling technology on non-Intel hardware. Well, that's interesting. Fixed blocker that could occur when killing the Typhonopes and using a reconstructor. Fixed the 3080 40 by 1600 resolution not displaying correctly. Whoops. And also fixed Steam overlay run time being out of sync with in-game clip time. These are pretty bad. Optimized ins installation process to reduce file size. Yeah, it was a pretty big file. But all in all, I played. I haven't played it on PC yet, but I played Returnal a little bit on PS5, and it was a fun game. Hard because I'm terrible at actually playing third-person or first-person shooters on PS5, but 
I want to give this game some hopeful when I play it on the PC. I can actually get, I can actually play really well, but with all these issues, not as good as I would hope, but it's good to see that they're fixing it. Now, all the Sony games have been pretty good on PC for the most part when they've launched. This one seems to be a little bit more of the outlier on that one because, I mean, really multiple optimization improvements to reduce stuttering on CPUs with fewer than eight cores. How many cores do you use on this game? Like this game has been like resource heavy, which is weird because it's one of the few that's very resource heavy where I think they said that you needed 32 gigs of RAM to actually run this effectively, which is weird because that's a really high bar for a game in general. But I'm glad they're fixing the fixing the CPU stuttering with fewer than eight cores, which is still quite a bit of them because people don't buy like the top end CPUs as well to have like 16 cores. They could have like eight or less on that one too. So I'm glad that they actually fixed that issue because usually the top end Intel and AMD CPUs aren't bought as many as the mid range ones, which are usually around eight or less cores as it is. I know core counts getting higher for the mid range CPUs, but still, I mean, it's, it's not a good look. All right, moving on to Overwatch and the smurfing issue, which was really started in Overwatch 1. I played Overwatch since the beginning. I actually stopped for a while and then played Overwatch 1 again before it went back to Overwatch or went to Overwatch 2. It was more fun playing with friends for the most part. But Season 3 has been, for the most part, one of the better seasons of Overwatch 2. I still think Take Mercy is the worst, but and some of our changes it's hard to play a game where you don't see mercy in there because mercy just has that extra oomph. If one of the characters is below 50%, she can really rapidly heal it where you're not going to out damage it whatsoever. I don't really like that that much, but all in all, overall, it's probably one of the best seasons for overwatch Two. Now smurfing for those that don't really know what smurfing is. It's usually when you, when a, player that's already played overwatch that's high level and competitive creates a new account and pretends to be a lower rank than they actually are. So they pub stomp either through quick play QP or through competitive to do the unranked to GM or whatever else they want to do, or just to be like, look at how great I am. And it's kind of annoying when you play against them. Cause it's like, and a lot of times mind you, this is blizzard's own fault where the profiles will be privated or locked. Now I, I say that that should be an opt in instead of an opt out because all profiles should be public. And then if you want to private them fine, but for the most part, when you see very low ranking one endorsement, still the bronze little badge on it, that's not actually like for competitive, but just the badge of the level, you're usually dealing with somebody that's not, that's n new but suspiciously new because they're really good at what they do. So that's been an issue. Now it's even worse of an issue when we're doing matchmaking because they're perceiving that you're a new player. So they'll put you in lower ranked either through quick play or competitive because they perceive you as a new player and they're trying to match you with similar skill base until they figure out that you're actually way above what you actually should be. And it's been a very annoying thing because it's like, oh, it's just like, I get the term. It's, it's 
quick play, so you shouldn't care too much. But it's annoying when you know that it's somebody that's a higher skill than you are and they're just playing to kind of win and say easy or the E and the Z or whatever because we're all illiterate nowadays. But it's not it's the opposite end is it's not fun. Like Overwatch can be fun and Overwatch can be terrible. And when that happens, it's terrible. So I don't like it. Nobody really likes it. It's just the people do it because it's easier to do and you can like reset your MMR, make a better MMR if you want to, because there is a private one that Blizzard actually use that no one's can actually see, which is a little weird. But my main issue is just, just don't do it. Just use your own account and do better in that account. Like you're playing with high skill players because you're at that skill level. If you go down skill levels, you're not actually doing yourself a favor. You're just making it worse for everybody else. But in this narcissistic age where it's all about your happiness, that's where we're at right now. I I, I, I get it. Like you, you want to be the best you can be. And sometimes you feel like you have to start a new account. Fine. I get that. But you have to understand that from the other point of view is that you're just making it difficult for everybody else and you're making it really not fun for everybody else at the same time. So just please just stop, think about it, not do it. Just really helps everybody out. I don't do it. I have one account and I'm keeping just one account because I don't care to have more than one account. This makes it all easier for everybody else. Makes it easier for you. Because that, that means if you try if you try to actually get better on your own account, that is more of an achievement than just pub stomping on everybody else because you can do it. But I agree with them. Like a situation, they just don't want it. Nobody really wants it except for the people that do the Smurf accounts because it's easier to do it that way. But the actual average player that just has one account and just really wants to play on their one account, nobody really likes it very much. So please, I'm, I'm just begging you to stop doing it. If you already have a few accounts, fine. But just stop doing it. Just play on those accounts. Just get better through there. Just don't do it that way. It just gets annoying. Please stop. I'm begging you. Anyways, that is the end of Digital Coffee. So... Thank you for listening to Digital Coffee. As always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee and all your favorite podcasting apps. Leave a five-star review. It really does help with the rankings. As always, it is Digital Coffee Gaming Brew on there. And join me next week as I talk about what's going on in the gaming industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Game the games you want to play and game at your own level. See you later.